In this episode, I give you my six favorite Japanese words that help me stay focused and centered on my poker journey. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. So I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi, and I want to thank you very much for spending a little bit of your study time with me. And how do you like this new theme song? You know, I'm a super big fan of uh, saxophone and funky music. So when I found this bad boy, I just knew I had to use it for the podcast. Now, uh, it's, it's way better than this next song, right? Chicken corn on the corn can, mama. When chicken corn, so the corn can grow on. Yeah, can you imagine if that, oh my God, chicken in the corn in a corn can, uh, just imagine if that was my new theme song. <laughs> I think I would lose a lot of you listeners right now, but let's do a little palate cleanser and let's get back to my new saxophone funky uh, theme song right now. So if it is your first time here, welcome to the podcast. And if you're back for more, I'm glad to have you back, of course. So if you enjoyed this episode and if you learned something that you can take to the felt, then please share it with a friend. All you got to do is send them to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash Japanese. Yep, it's a slightly different kind of show notes link right there for you, because uh, today I'm giving you my six favorite Japanese words. Now, recently, you know, the coronavirus hit and I had to cancel, not I, my whole family, we had to cancel me, my wife, my two boys and my dad. The five of us were going to go to Japan for a full month and we had to cancel the trip due to the coronavirus, you know. So, but but prior to that, I was studying Japanese through an app on my phone where I'd practice speaking for one hour every single day and doing some reading and writing as well in Japanese, hiragana and katakana, a little bit of kanji. But um, so I was studying for three months prior or two to three months prior to when we would have left for our trip. And during the studies, I learned some new words and I was reminded of some old words that I've loved and used in the past. So today I'm sharing with you my top six words. Now, the goal with today's podcast, I'm not really giving you any new poker strategy or study tips or anything. The goal is to give you a new perspective on some of the things that we deal with as poker players and to help you kind of develop healthy attitudes towards each of them. So let's get to it with our first word, gambate. Hell yeah, let's do this. All right, so gambate means do your best or get them or knock them dead all rolled into one, and it's spelled G-A-N-B-A-T-T-E, gambate. Now, it's a word, of course, that's used to encourage others or to encourage yourself to do your best. Now, I say it all the time before I start to play session, just simply to motivate me to play my best. And of course, as you just heard in the podcast, I say it at the start of every single podcast, right? But When I say it in the podcast, it kind of has two meanings. It encourages me to deliver the best possible podcast that I can, kind of helpful, useful uh, uh, content for you to learn from. But the second thing it does when I say it, it's to encourage you to listen up, to take notes, and to apply what you learn either on or off the felt. All right, word number two is Kaizen, and that is spelled K-A-I-Z-E-N. 
And the definition of this is a, it's a Japanese business philosophy of continuous improvement. So it's like noticing that something uh, could perform better in your within your business, like maybe bring more revenue in or spend less time on the production line so that it can be put into stores quicker. An example of this is like what Toyota does for its company. They have a process of Kaizen, kind of a cycle that can be viewed as plan, do, check, and act. So if a Toyota employee notices that one step in the production line, maybe it could be shortened to speed things up, right? So he's going to work with his supervisor to plan how that they could uh, put this into place and, you know, to do a little bit of research, see if it will actually speed up production. If they find that it will, they implement the change. So they do the change. They make the change. Then, of course, they check the results to see whether it really did speed up production and if it's a viable operation. And if so, they finally act upon the change and they make it a permanent part of the production process. So they've overall just improved the work that they do. And then, of course, they continue on with their work until somebody else notices something else that can be improved. So within poker, we can follow the same process of plan, do, check, then act. For example, let's say you're studying 3-bet bluffing, and you hear in one of my podcasts, I tell you something like, hey, suited baby aces, ace-5, ace-4, ace-3, ace-deuce suited, those are all good for 3-bet bluffing because of their blocking power and their straight potential and their flush potential. So you hear that, and you decide to make a plan to try using these hands as 3-bet bluffs maybe over your next five sessions, right? And you're going to do it from various positions, in position and out of position 3-bet bluffs. So then as you play during these five sessions, you are focused on doing or making three bet bluffs with any baby aces that you uh, that you end up getting dealt. Of course, you're going to tag each of these hands so that you can check or review them after the session. After the first session, you continue experimenting with these hands in the second, third, fourth, fifth session finally. And then after all this playing with these hands, reviewing the hands, you're going to decide whether or not to act upon what you've learned and either implement baby aces as a permanent three-bet bluffing hand or maybe not do it based on your findings if you enjoyed, if you found success with them or not. And then, of course, you're going to just repeat this process with the next strategy you study, whatever that is. That is Kaizen, a process of continuous improvement. Word number three today is Shoshin. That's spelled S-H-O-S-H-I-N. And the meaning of this is having a beginner's mind. So it's like letting go of old ideas and any notions that you have, and you're just being open and eager to hear new ideas. I imagine a lot of you have played football. You've thrown footballs in the past, right? Well, it's like maybe the first time you picked up a football and your coach or your dad, they showed you how to grip it, how to cock your arm back, and then how to attempt to throw it in a spiral motion uh, back to the coach, right? So maybe before this, you probably threw rubber balls, tennis balls, baseballs, golf balls, or whatever, and some of the mechanics are the same. But if you throw the football with all the same motions, you're going to end up throwing it all wobbly. Well, listening with an open mind to your coach or your dad, whoever it is, and then acting upon the directions they give you, that's what's going to teach you how to throw it properly. If you don't listen, if you don't have that open mind, wobbly footballs all over the place. And of course, most of us are eager to learn how to throw that football properly because we want our ball to like spiral beautifully through the air like we see on TV, you know? 
So we can use the idea of Shoshin in poker uh, as we try to be open to any new ideas that we're presented with and we're eager to try them out for ourselves. You don't want to be like those people that you often see in forums that when somebody posts a new idea, they quickly shoot it down with a short sentence. And you know they're often deriding the original poster, right? They say something simple like, hey, that's a terrible idea. It's never going to work in my games. And so these people have a closed off attitude, right? They don't have a Shoshin outlook in poker. When they're presented with that new idea, they just automatically uh, uh, shoot it down. They poo-poo that idea instead of actually giving a little bit of critical thought to see if there's some valid uh, point to that new idea. So that's what you need to do. Have that open mind. Whenever somebody shares an idea, sure, they might be wrong, but they could also be right. It's up to you to put some thought behind it to see how it could uh, possibly apply to your own games. The fourth word is isho kenme. And that's actually two words, I-S-S-H-O, Isho, Kenme, K-E-N-M-E-I. Now, the meaning of this is to work hard or with utmost effort. But the original use was for a samurai, and it meant to devote one's life to protect their inherited land. So I was looking a little bit into this word, and I found a website. Uh, it was a kendo website, the Japanese martial art kendo. And the sensei there, he uses it. He teaches his student... Uh, his students, that Isho Kenmei means to devote yourself into whatever you're doing at the moment. So for kendoists, it's like putting your full attention to learning the next movement your sensei teaches you, or it's just having a full dedication to each cut that you're making. And for Isho Kenmei within poker, you know, one of the things I teach all my students is to focus on one thing until done. Now, learning is more efficient and productive when you devote your time to one concept only. Just imagine trying to work on learning player types, making better three bets, post-flop bluffing and post-flop bluff sizing and facing donk bets and check raising and improving your river calls. Trying to do that all at the same time? Well, your mind is going to be bouncing around between so many disparate topics that you'd be extremely lucky to make any progress along one, let alone be able to connect the dots, you know, between some of the different topics. Your learning is going to be so much more improved and you'll feel way less overwhelmed when you devote your study to one topic at a time. So this week, as you work on your understanding of player types, totally focus only on that. All of your play, all of your studying off the felt is dedicated to that. Next week, you're going to work on three bets. The following week, it's post-flop bluffing time and so on and so forth. So devote yourself to one poker strategy at a time. After the break, I'll hit you with my final two favorite Japanese words. So a few shout outs today. So um, uh, I have I've had so many people purchase Poker Tracker 4 through my affiliate link. And I have a huge thanks to give out to Paula Rasmussen, Austin Sammons, along with his dad. His dad turned Austin onto the podcast. So thank you, Mr. and Junior Sammons. Uh, let's see here. Ramsey Baker, Charlotte Ballard, Sam Smith, and of course, Antonio Cercara all purchased Poker Tracker 4 through my affiliate link. They went to smartpokerstudy.com slash Poker Tracker 4. They saw what this product has to offer. Maybe they've been watching my YouTube videos for a while, seeing me using Poker Tracker 4, and they realize, hey, this is right up my alley. This is going to help me study and learn from my hands. And that's absolutely true. So all of you who purchased through my link, thank you so very much. I truly appreciate it. And speaking of Poker Tracker 4, well, the Smart HUD with the webinar was purchased by SMB. 
Eric Hendrickson, Jeremy Guest, Mike Bernstein, Glenn Vassett, Wallakesh, and James Roach. Thank you so much. All of you already had Poker Tracker 4, but you were missing the best HUD in the business. Maybe you were using the Poker Tracker 4 default HUD, a HUD you got from someone else. You made your own HUD. Whatever it was, I guarantee it's not as useful as my smart HUD. And you all saw the same thing, and now you are using it to exploit your opponents. If you already have Poker Tracker 4 and want the smart smart HUD for yourself, go to smartpokerstudy.com slash smarthud. And my final shout out today goes to some people who purchased the Poker Study Bootcamp course. This is a 29-day, 29-part course that's going to teach you everything you need to know about studying poker. And I have to thank Al, Ross Wilson, Wendy Bowers, Helmer, and Bob for making the purchase. I super appreciate it, everybody. If you want to check out what is in store for you within the Poker Study Bootcamp, just go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pokerstudybootcamp. Alrighty, poker peeps, let's get to the final two words. So word number five is Gaman, and this was originally a teaching of Zen Buddhism, and according to Wikipedia, it means enduring the seemingly unbearable with patience and dignity. Oh, I forgot the spelling. Gaman, G-A-M-A-N. Now, this is persevering through hardship or having patience in trying times or with difficult situations. And you can imagine for us poker players, right? We need to persevere through the ups and downs, through the variance that obviously comes with poker, right? We must have patience to deal with those beats and the suckouts that can set us off, cause tilt, and lead to huge losses. Also something with patience, right? You know when you're getting impatient, you're bored at the table, you start playing hands like 7-4 suited and king-9 offsuit in spots that you shouldn't be playing. Well, when you have gaman, when you have patience and uh, uh, patience and you persevere through these boring times even, you're going to avoid playing in those negative EV money-losing situations. When you have that patience, you're going to wait for the right spots, the right opponents to tackle, the right uh, hands that you're dealt, the right post-flop situations as well to get aggressive, maybe to stay passive, whatever it is. But patience really does pay off in poker. So I want you to get zen in poker and keep your emotions under control so that you can continue to study and play with purpose. So, gaman. Now, the final word, and this is one of my favorites, although I've only shared it with the audience once in, in, a, in a video in the past, but it's otsukare samades. Once again, otsukare samades. And that's spelled, it's three different words, otsukare, O-T-S-U-K-A-R-E, sama, S-A-M-A, Des, D-S-U. Now, the meaning behind this is simply job well done. And it's often said from one coworker to another, maybe people on a, members of a team, a sports team or something, saying it from one to, uh, you know, between each other. But it doesn't mean that your work is over, right? You don't say job well done and bam, we are done. It's just today's portion of the work is over. So at the end of the day, people say it to express appreciation of the work of others. And when I worked in Japan, we would also say it uh, to each other at the beginning of the day. It's kind of a way to acknowledge the work ahead and that we're all in this together. We're all one big team working on whatever it is that we're working on, right? So I like to think of it as a way to encourage yourself or encourage others to keep on keeping on. 
So because poker improvement is a never-ending process of improvement, like Kaizen, that first word from earlier, right, or the second word, the hard work that you put in each day to play and study with purpose, that's just going to be repeated the next day, then the next after that. So if you say to yourself or others, maybe if you have a study group, some poker friends or something, after you guys play a session, do some studying, that's like saying, great work today, you've improved those skills, but you're going to be back at it tomorrow. And that actually reminds me of one of my favorite movies. Finally, Roberts decided something. He said, all right, Wesley, never had a valet. You can try it tonight. I'm most likely to kill you in the morning. Three years he said that. Good night, Wesley. Good work. Sleep well. I'm most likely to kill you in the morning. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash Japanese, and within the comment section down below, tell me your favorite non-English words or phrases that can be applied to poker. And I'll share some of them in future episodes, and of course, I'll give you credit. So now it's time for you to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. Alrighty, poker peeps. Your learning is not complete until you visit smartpokerstudy.com slash Japanese, and you can go there for a transcript of today's episode and links to everything that I discussed. And if you are down with taking action to improve your skills and your poker bankroll, you've got to become a member of thepokerforge.com. This is my training membership site, and every single month is dedicated to a new topic. This month, post-flop math. I guarantee this is what you need to help you start making better bluffs, better raises, better calls post-flop. My other podcast called Daily Poker Tips, that's available wherever you listen to podcasts. And to subscribe, just go to smartpokerstudy.com slash dailypokertips and you'll get a 30-second tip every day. And of course, to end this puppy, I've got to say, Otsukaresamades! Now, of course, I'll be back next week with another episode, so this is a way for me to say, telling myself, hey, keep on keeping on, give valuable content to my listeners, to the audience, and Otsukaresamades to you as well, because I want you to take this episode, take the ideas from all these Japanese words, and run with it. Use them to help you out on your poker journey. And of course, come back next week, because more poker strategy directly your way. Otsukaresamades! Otsukaresamades!